everybody, welcome to Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. It's your girl, your host, Darcel, where every week I'll be bringing you a mogul minute of inspiration, new topics, and surprise guests. Stay tuned. It's time for your mogul minute of inspiration. Can I get a drum roll, please? And today's Mogul Minute is what God has for you is for you. Let me say that one more time. What God has for you is for you. Now, I know that saying is something very cliche. We've heard that time and time again. But I want to encourage each and every one of you that literally what God has for you, no one can touch, no one can take. So no matter how much time has gone by, how much time that you thought you lost, like literally what God has for you is for you. And I want to come out of Psalms 90. It says in in verse 17, may the favor of the Lord, our God, rest on us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So that means what God has for you is for you. And the things that is aligning with his will for your life, he is going to establish those things in the works of your hands and how you're grinding for this business, how you're trying to get this house, how you're dating to try to find your husband, all this work in your hands, whatever God has for your life, he's going to establish. He's going to make sure that it comes to pass. And so I want you to be encouraged that no matter what time has gotten um, you know, away from you or you think has gotten away from you, like nothing and no one can take what is for you. And that was your Mogul Minute of Inspiration. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie. It's your girl, Darcel, And we are back for season, for season four, episode two of uh, Mogul Talk with Darcel Laurie. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are new here, please hit the subscribe button. I would love to have you join our Mogul fam. And shout out to some of you who are already subscribed and already my Mogul fam. And if you have not left a review, please go ahead and hook your girl up with a five-star review. Thank you guys, and I love you so much. Now, today's topic, we are going to get into... Something that is really, really huge in the news, but also huge in my life as well. And that is becoming a homeowner in a seller's market. Let me tell y'all, it has been an interesting ride to becoming a first-time homeowner. Um, But your girl and God and my husband, we got it done. So if you listen to episode one um, of season four, you have noticed and have learned that a lot has changed in a year's time in my life. Your girl got engaged, your girl got married, your girl became a bonus mom and became a homeowner. So there's so much to unpack, but I want to kind of go bit by bit of the things that has unfolded or unraveled in my life. And one major milestone is becoming a homeowner. So the big thing in the news right now is interest rates going 
going up, interest rates going down? Is there going to be a market crash? Can you purchase a house during this seller's market? The prices are outrageous. It's crazy, right? So much going on. There's TikToks about how it looks like to, you know, look at a house in this market. It's just so crazy, right, y'all? So um, I kind of want to break it down for you on what this market, if you are thinking about buying um, your first home or you're thinking about buying another home, I want to just kind of break it down for you uh, on what this, you know, becoming a homeowner in this seller's market looks like. Now, for some of you who have purchased a home, but maybe you purchased a home 20 years ago or 10 years ago or something like that, it looks a lot different from then. Um, my mom, uh, she's a homeowner as well and uh some of the stories that i would tell her she's like i never had to go through any of that like she had no competition really or much of any competition when she had to purchase her home she really wasn't rushed you know she had time to think about it and i had to tell her like look it is a different ball game right now so if you are looking to purchase your very first home or purchase another home and it's been a little bit of a minute, um, let me kind of bring you up to speed. So the first thing we had to learn, you know, because I love Zillow, you know, and Realtor and all these amazing places that I get to see homes. Now, this is not a plug for any of those apps. Your girl just had to look on there to try to find a home, right? Because you can have a real estate agent, but at the same time, it's always fun and exciting when you get to look for yourself and then be able to send some uh, things to your real estate agent like, hey, I found this house. What do you think? And can we get in there? Right. So. Of course, becoming a, a first-time home buyer or just a home buyer in general, you have to, afford, of course, go through the process of making sure that you have some education in regards to what it's like to uh, purchase a home. And those are usually free resources out there and organizations that help you get get that free education. And then there's the pre-approval process, right? Where you are going to a mortgage company and you're saying, hey, I need to know how much house I can afford. And, um, you know, here's my income, here's all the necessary paperwork for you to figure that out and then let me know. But once they say, hey, you, your credit score is good, your savings is good, your income is good, and you can afford a house, they give you this great piece of paper um, and a document just saying, hey, here's your pre-approval. And then that's when you can actually get your realtor involved. If you haven't shopped around for a realtor, ask for recommendations maybe. And then you are ready to walk into houses and start putting your bid on them. Now, um, we were really aggressive, my husband and I, with the home buyer process. For some of you, you may be taking your sweet time. You're not really pressed. You just know you want to buy a house um, eventually. But if you are trying to, and you have a, a date and a goal, like for myself and my husband, we knew that we wanted to be out of our apartment um, by the time the lease ended. We did not want to renew our lease. And so that was really, really important for us to make sure that we met our deadline. And so with that being said, we had to really be aggressive in our search. So that meant we were seeing at least four to five houses a day or every other day. And so that got very tiresome. If you think about like after a long days of work and then the next thing that you have to do is go look at a bunch of houses, um, that can be very tiresome. And then sometimes the houses are not 
you know, necessarily close to one another. So that can be a thing too. So depending on the areas that you're looking in. Um, so again, just lining up all that your real estate agent takes care of that, but you still have to travel from house to house. You still have to coordinate your schedule. And then also being a bonus mom, making sure we pick up our daughter and then go look at houses. It was just a lot of work y'all. And because we wanted to meet this deadline of making sure that we didn't have to renew our lease, we got... I think we looked at least at 40 um, to 50 houses in 30 days. Like we were not playing. Okay. So with that being said, in a seller's market, you are going to have to be aggressive. So that means you cannot sit back and wait for a house to come to you. You have to go to it. Okay. And um, so if there's a showing, if the sooner you can get in, you want to get there. Um, you know, sometimes uh, real estate agents have pocket listings. So that just means they have something in the back in their back pocket that is about to come on the market and they can probably show you beforehand. Um, so those are really great when you can get there before the crowd. Um, that's really important. So again, making sure that you are aggressive when you are trying to purchase in a, in a seller's market. So that means if you're saying, oh, I really like this house and they have a showing on Tuesday, um, but I'm just going to wait to the weekend. Let me tell you, that house may not even be there by the weekend in this crazy, crazy, crazy seller's market that we exist in. Now, the market has slowed down just a bit, which is a good thing for those who are looking, but it's still a little crazy, right? And then the other thing is, um, in this seller's market, is that we had to, this is something, we had a budget, right? And we were like, we're not going above this budget. This is the budget. And every time we went in at budget price, um, we did not get the house, okay? So in a seller's market, you may or may not need to bid a little bit above asking price. Now that means if your budget is 3,000, 300,000, I wish it was 3,000, 300,000, then you may want to have some wiggle room. So you may want to see some houses that are 280 so that you can, you know, um, bid at 300,000 if that's the top end of your budget. If your budget is 350,000, you may want to see houses that are at 320, uh, 320,000 so that way you can be able to bid at 350. Um, so again, you may or may have to, or may not have to bid above asking price. And to be honest, a lot of people had to bid, um, a hundred thousand over 50,000, 50,000 over 20,000 over, et cetera, et cetera. And so that got us really nervous because we were like, man, we really want to stay at this budget. We don't want to bid above and it's crazy in these streets and we want to make sure we have a mortgage that we can afford. It was just so much going through our minds throughout this process. And um, of course, you know, we had to get in the game. And so there were houses that we absolutely fell in love with and we had to bid above our, um, our budget a little bit. And no, yes, we can still afford the house, but we really didn't want to go over this budget. But in order to get the house that we really, really wanted, um, we had to go a little bit above asking price. And so that was something that we had to learn in this market that it's going to be in a, a lot of negotiation or little to no negotiation because it's a seller's market, right? And so with that comes 
um, heartbreak, you know, because you can fall in love with this house. You see yourself in it. You see the your friends and family gathering in the yard. You see so much that you can imagine for this home. And then you bid above to try to make your offer competitive. And then your real estate agent calls you back and says, I'm sorry, we have to keep looking. They did not choose our offer. That hurts like no other, let me tell you guys, because you've already planned the, you know, how the living room furniture, you already planned, you know, how you're going to design the kitchen. You've already made all of your dreams and your plans for a home that you want to live in and bring family and friends over and entertain and they tell you no. And so your heart, and you feel like in that moment, you feel like you're never going to find another house that is as good or better than that house. And so you keep going on your journey and every house, you're just so disappointed after that because you're like, nothing matches up to the house that you got your heart broken. And then there's another house that just comes along and you are in love all over again. And you put another bid in. And there's another heartbreak. And at least that's what happened for us. We've had at least our heart broken four times before we got a yes. Our yes was the fifth time. And so we have envisioned ourselves in multiple houses. And we have seen some beautiful islands and all kinds of things in in the kitchen. And things that just really we never thought we could ever imagine of having. And it was really right there at our fingertips. And we're like, this has to be the house. And you can pray for something, but if God does not have it for you, it is not for you. And it doesn't mean that your faith is little or small, because sometimes I felt like, am I having enough faith for this house? And it was just so, so um, heartbreaking. And then... That fifth time, y'all, when we finally got a yes. And then let me tell you, kind of to step back for a second. At one point, I kind of gave up emotionally. I was just like, you know what? I told my husband, I said, you know, maybe this just isn't for us. Maybe we should wait another year. You know, I just feel like it's just not working. Like we can't compete against these cash buyers or people who are waiving inspection. Like it's just too, too much. But then that magical day of a yes came through. And one thing that I have learned since then is one, of course, in the seller's market, you are forced to make decisions quickly. I mean, as quickly as 24 hours, as quickly as 48 hours. Like usually some people try to sit on it and say, oh, let me really think about it. I don't want to make any rash decisions. Really in this market, you kind of have to make a decision by the time you're finished looking at the house. Some people are already putting bids on before they even leave the house, right? So it's just crazy, but it can be done. Like all things are possible through God. And so when you believe and you have faith, like I said in the mogul minute, what God has for you is for you. Nothing or no one can take it away from you. And so... Continue to have faith if you're on this journey um, and continue to trust God because I understand and I know where you're coming from. And for those who are about to get out there, don't be scared. Don't be scared. Um, I want you to just kind of go in knowing like it's a process and God got you. OK, um, but you're going to have to make your decisions quicker. 
right? Um, and then another thing is, is they will kind of, these offers that are out there by cash buyers, a lot of them are waiving inspections and they're saying, no, we're just going to give you 20000 over asking price, no inspections, et cetera, et cetera. And it kind of makes you feel like, oh my gosh, should I compromise, you know, waiving inspection and all these different types of things so I can compete with these cash buyers and just other buyers, right, in general. And... I had to realize that, and even through friends and different people, were just like, no, no matter what, do not waive inspection. And I was just like, how do I compete against, you know, I have to make a make sure that we have a competitive offer. And the biggest thing that they shared was never waive inspection. Because the last thing you want, unless you have buku loads of money and you're okay with renovating your home or making whatever, you know, um, necessary, uh, you know, uh, changes or alterations you know i wanted more so of a move-in ready house i wanted a house that i really didn't have to do much to other than just put our furniture in of course if we want to paint walls or tweak things of course but we didn't want a heavy undertaking of you know really having to knock down walls right away or get hvacs fixed right away or all kinds of crazy things roofs all these things right um, there's termites, right, that can be out there. Um, there's, and that's the last thing you want to have to deal with. So when you think about inspection, there's all different types. You know, you want to make sure your house is sound and safe to live in. And you also want to make sure there is there are no pests like termites that can really break down your house if you do not get it fixed immediately. So all these things to worry about. And I just really was like, okay, but I got to be competitive. And my friend's family were like no and my husband like we shouldn't waive inspection we should keep going and if it's for us it's for us and so I was a little scared about that but I'm so 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 glad that we did not compromise on that because there were certain houses that looked nice on you know the outside but then once you start doing those inspections they're not they have a lot of issues right and so that was really helpful in the in the buying process as well. And so thank God that we got a house that was pr pretty much moving ready. It's just really now tweaking it to our style and what we like. So God truly looked out for us. And I'm so, so, so grateful. Um, another thing when you're buying, you know, a house in this seller's market, um, like I said, you know, ultimately, no matter, and I told you we were very aggressive in our search, like seeing at least 40 to 50 houses in 30 days, uh, every day after work or every other day after work, we were seeing at least five to six houses or four houses or two houses, just depending on the day and the scheduling, we were looking at houses almost every day and it was tiresome and it was heartbreaking and you have to get all your paperwork and offers in right away. Like there's such a process, but once we got a yes, like it really was that sigh of relief, like, thank you, God. And it's such a beautiful home that we have. And I'm so grateful. And of course, there's things that I'm like, oh, I would love to tweak this or do that. And that can come down the road. But ultimately, we got the house that is exactly for us in the neighborhood that we wanted. It's in the number one uh, school district of our area. Like it really has been a blessing. 
And the funny thing is, is um, the person who was selling the house um, actually was also the realtor, the um, the seller, uh, the, the uh, realtor for the house. And so when we came to see the house, the person who owned the house was the person as a realtor. And so we were able to just really bond because she was in education. We are in education, my husband and I. And we really created this bond. And we were the first people to see this house. She just put it on the market. And literally because we were the first people, less than 30 minutes, we, I would say probably in 20 minutes, we submitted an offer and said, hey, you know, our real estate called there after we left the house, said, hey, they really, really love this house. Is it possible to give them this house and get this offer? And not only that, I said, let's still negotiate. And I said, let's go in below asking price. And we were not only to get the house, but we were able to get the house $10,000 cheaper than asking price in a seller's market where people are going above 20, 30, 40, 50, 100,000 over asking price. We are so blessed. And so I say that to you to have faith that what is for you is for you. Nothing or no one can take it from you. And of course, once you finally get that yes, you are not out of the dark just yet. Um, there's still more process to go. There's inspections, there's appraisals. And that was the scariest thing was the appraisal, I would say is because um, what we had to learn is that an appraisal, you have to hope that your appraisal either matches the price that you are purchasing it for or above. Because if it goes beneath asking price or um, the one that what your bid is at, then you have to owe money at the closing table for whatever. So if I bid for 350 and it came in at 340, then I would have to put in an extra $10,000 at the closing table. But if I bid 350 and it came up to 360, um, then basically we just gained equity in our house. So that was the scariest thing because we knew we were really like, we don't have much wiggle room on, you know, making sure that we gave more than um, what we've already um, put into the house. So uh, for closing. So we knew that this, we had to get it right on the marker. And that's exactly what happened is we got it right on the nose. And so we are so, so that was like a thrill and that was exciting. Um, another thing is if you are a first time home buyer, there are so many first time home buyer grants that are out there. They're based, some are based on neighborhood, some are based on income, some are based on both. Um, and then, uh, you know, depending on your income and things of that nature, and depending on how many people are in your household, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely ask your mortgage companies for that information. We were so, um, blessed that we were able to get like close to $20,000 of asking uh, towards our closing costs. Um, so that just a regret free money that we do not have to pay back. And that was such a blessing. So not only were we be, we were able to get 10,000 below asking price in a seller's market, that's going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Um, we were also able to get almost $20,000 towards closing. So 
with that all being said, we don't say that to brag. I say that to say there is a God and his name is Jesus and we serve a mighty God. And I just want you to know that, again, know that the favor of the Lord is upon you. And just to kind of rehash uh, that same verse from the Mogul Minute, um, Psalms 90, verse 17, it says, May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. That's the key word. Establish the work of our hands for us. Like God literally did this for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. So know that he's going to do it for you. He's going to like the favor is already there with the person that you have to speak to, the person that you're interviewing with, you know, the person that you're going on the date with, the the, the business loan or um, the podcast or the YouTube channel, the book that you're writing, um, the baby that you're trying to have, like he's literally doing establishing the work of your hands for you. For you. So whatever you are believing for, whatever whatever you're trusting God for, know that he is establishing the work of your hands for you. And so as long as it aligns with his will, which I'm so grateful to see how God moved on our behalf, know that he can too move on your behalf. And so that's our that's my spiel of and I say our because it's me and my husband's house, but that's my spiel of you know talking about buying in a seller's market. Yes, it is cray cray. Yes, there's an emotional roller coaster attached to it, but nothing is too hard for God. And so I want you to be encouraged. And until next time, which is next week, um, listen for another episode, but also make sure that you subscribe and leave a review. Love you guys. Now, don't forget to click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you a new episode every week. Also, don't forget to follow your host, your girl, Darcel Laurie, on IG at Darcel Worlds. And of course, you know I love hearing from you. So make sure that you send all your questions, topics, even guests that you would love to hear from at mobiletalkpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Mobile Talk with Darcel Laurie, where success is just a byproduct of who we are. Make sure to join us next week for another great episode. Until then, continue to talk and live like a mogul.